GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ. And joining me, the lovely, the talented, the effervescent, the muscular Hovercraft Joe. Wow, what what an intro, LBJ. I appreciate all that. And it's mostly true. Uh, muscular is not true anymore. I lost most of my muscle during quarantine, but I still appreciate it. Well, you look ripped to me. Oh, thank you so much. Um, how are you doing, LBJ? Good. I just ate a uh, mint brownie built bar because mm-hmm. I am ripped. And yeah. uh, I'm as ripped as Sylvester Stallone in today's feature. <laughs> and we, we are doing cliffhanger, which is it's kind of fun. Uh, I had mentioned that I wanted I've been, been wanting to do this movie because uh, I, I haven't watched in a while. And you were you were very excited when I brought it up uh, and I mentioned it. And like you were just like, yeah, we're doing it like 100 percent. Like you were on board immediately. Yeah, this is one of those movies that. um I don't know what it is. Like <laughs> I was really excited to see this movie when it first came out. Um, obviously I didn't necessarily see it right when it came out. It came out in 93. Right. Uh, actually release date is May 28th, 1993, May 28th, 1993. So I would have been, mm-hmm. you know, 13 at the time. And, um, this is definitely rated R. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't have gone to the theater to see it, but as soon as it came out on video, I rented it because I really wanted to see it for some reason. I don't know what it was. Um, and then I also, I had Sega CD and I rented uh-huh. the Sega CD game and I played that Sega CD game as much as I could until I got, there's this, there's this, we'll get into it later. But anyway, I played the Sega CD I, game a lot. Listen, just you telling me that there was a Sega CD game yeah. is... I was unaware, so oh, I'm yeah. very interested. Oh, all I'm right. very interested. I'll back up a little bit then. So the Sega CD game, right, it takes place on the mountain, and there's a part where he has to snowboard down the mountain, and it's impossible to control. Are you are you playing as Sylvester Stallone's character? Oh, yeah, in the, you're, in the you're game? Gabe. You are straight up Gabe. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is very interesting. Um, and I'm sure we'll hear a little more about that as we go on. That's pretty uh, much it. <laughs> oh, dang it. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so budget on this movie sixty five million dollars, uh, domestic gross eighty four million, worldwide two hundred and fifty five million dollars. So big hit worldwide. If you yeah, it did well. Like I, I remember this movie being kind of like a flop for some reason. I remember this movie not being well. well I mean. Liked. It- well, eighty-four million domestic gross. I mean, it wasn't necessarily stateside a huge, resounding success. I mean, but like if you factor in the, that worldwide total, then it is a pretty big success. But I was a little surprised too because I kind of thought this is just like, you know, but that that it's surprising that 
there wasn't a sequel, though we'll talk about it a little bit. I guess they did think about it. Um, so Rotten Tomatoes on this is 69%, which is like, all right. But here's the kind of the surprising thing. Audience score is 52%. So audience huh. score lower lower than the, 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 the Rotten Tomatoes, which you would think that on something like this, it would be a little bit higher or more even, but... Uh, no, it's uh, it's definitely lower. So that is uh, surprising to me. Yeah. Um, okay. Top grossing movie. Go, oh, go ahead. I'm trying I to think. Of, I'm trying to think what Sylvester Stallone had like come out at the time. Well, well you know what else came out in 1993? Oh, Demolition a Man. Movie. Demolition Man, a movie that I don't know how we have not done an episode on yet. Quite frankly, it's very surprising. I think it's come up a bunch, but we 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 definitely need to put that on our sooner rather than later list <laughs> oh 100 percent. i've been wanting to do it for a long time yeah i think i think we just need to make it happen uh but anyways so top grossing movies of 1993 actually uh the podcast has done two movies in the top three for 1993 two movies that i was before i was the permanent co-host do you can you take a step quickly at what you think Two of the top three. Number one and number three you've covered on this podcast without me. Jurassic Park? No, that's 92. That's no, is that no, number? that's number one. Okay. And then uh, number three, Jurassic Park. Terminator 2? No, that that's was like 91. 91. It's uh, The Fugitive. The Fugitive, okay. So you have Jurassic Park, you have Mrs. Doubtfire, and you have The Fugitive for the top three. Uh, this movie, uh, Cliffhanger, came in number 10 for the year. Oh. Uh, 90, 93, pretty big uh, year for us as far as the podcast. We've also done number 26, Last Action Hero, number 49, Hard Target, number 56, Loaded Weapon 1, <laughs> and number 139, <laughs> Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. So. Yeah. Uh, so ninety three, pretty uh, pretty big year for us as far as the podcast is concerned. It's a good year. Yeah, there were a lot of other movies like and I, like I said, Demolition Man was one. But when I was scrolling through looking for these, there were a couple on this. I was like, I could see us doing that at, at some time. So I think ninety three was a was a big year for movies. Yeah. that we could cover. Um, okay, cast. Let's talk about the cast. Obviously, Sylvester Stallone playing uh, Gabriel Gabe Walker. Uh, John Lithgow as Eric Quaylen. Quaylen. I hate Quaylen. Thank you. I, for whatever Quaylen. reason, I don't like his name. You don't like Quaylen? I don't. <laughs> Such a dumb name. Uh, uh, Michael Rooker as Hal. Uh, Janine Turner as Jesse. Um, anyone else? No one else really stood out to me, but I'm sure, as this usually goes, there's a. Oh, the only one that I noticed is that uh, our boy Bruce McGill was in this in a very small role. Very tiny role, Bruce McGill. <laughs> uh, Paul Winfield's uh, in it. Okay. Who Paul, did he Win- play? Paul Winfield was the uh, the Treasury agent, the the black guy. Okay. He's the okay. he's the uh, detective in Terminator Two. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, no, Terminator. He's in both Terminators. Okay. Um. Who else? Oh, Le- Leon's in it. Leon. Who is Leon? What? Who is he? Like in the movie? No, I know who he's in the movie, but like in, in is he someone that I should know? Um, I'm trying to think <laughs> what you would know him from. I know him just because of his name. 
Um, he's in. Well, yeah, you, you said his name like it was like you're like, oh, Leon, that guy. Just and because then, like, there's not a lot of like one named actors. Um, you seem to not know anything about him. So. <laughs> I mean, he's been in stuff like he like he was in. He's in Oz. He's in um, Cool Runnings. Ooh, cool running. Um, above the rim. Okay, so he's in stuff. Just he's not in, stuff he's in a lot of stuff, just not necessarily stuff you would necessarily know off the top of your head. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. He okay. played Little That's Richard it. in the film Little Richard. Oh, okay, all right. Um, a movie I'm sure we'll cover at some point on this podcast. Um, <laughs> Jerk. Uh, any, anyone else you want to mention before we get into net worths? No. No. Okay. Net worths. Uh, only did a couple for this one. Uh, let's start with Janine Turner. What do you think about Janine Turner? She's got that sweet, sweet Northern Exposure money. Oh, man. Northern Exposure. Remember that show with the moose and Rob Moore? I remember it was a show. I never watched it, but I remember it was a show. I've never seen an episode. Um, two million. Four million. Four okay. million. So you're pretty close. Uh, we've done him a couple of times. What do you think from Michael Rooker? Michael Rooker. Uh <laughs> 15 million. 8 million. All right. Uh, John Lithgow. 10 million. Oof, lowballing John Lithgow. You want to take another guess? 11 million? Oh, jeez. <laughs> $45 million. For John, John Lithgow, Lithgow has $45 million. Yeah, he's got that sweet, sweet third rock from the sun money and all that Dexter season four money, dude. He's Oh, he's I forgot he was in Dexter. You know, I think he was also in that movie, The Accountant, with Ben Affleck, if I remember correctly. He's, a, but he's still in a lot of stuff. Yeah, so give the guy a break. And then finally, uh, Sylvester Stallone, who we have done a couple of times. We have. He's doing well. Two ten. Four hundred million dollars. Uh, he's doing way better than I thought. L- LBJ is the king of lowballing people. It's so weird because like I lowballed a lot this time and highballed so much more for Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> well, maybe next time it'll be just right. Um, <laughs> director of this movie is Rennie Harlan. Rennie Harlan has directed a lot of interesting stuff. <laughs> oh man, Rennie Harlan has his filmography is kind of a. It's like a. I don't even know how to describe it because he's done crazy stuff like Cutthroat Island and like Die Hard 2. And then he's done, you know, Deep Blue Sea, Deep Blue Sea and The Legend of Hercules, you know, like 12 rounds <laughs> it, with John Cena. Isn't the Long Kiss Goodnight one of his? Too? Yeah, Long Kiss Goodnight he did. He did. Um, what else did he do? A Nightmare on Elm Street 4. <laughs> the, adventure, the adventures of Ford Fairlane. Ooh, that's a you know what? That's a <laughs> I know. We kind of need to do that one too. <laughs> we gotta do that movie at some point because I remember watching that movie. I've seen that movie more times than I probably care to admit. Yeah, it's it's weird. <laughs> it's, it's a strange um, one. But yeah, no, he's a he's a real interesting guy, but um well, I mean, interesting as far as the movies. I don't know him personally, so I don't know if he's interesting. Um, okay, so writers on this, this is interesting to me too. So writers, you have a premise by John Long. Yep. You have a screen story by Michael France, and then you have a screenplay by Michael France and Sylvester Stallone. Yes, which reeks to me of Sylvester Stallone rewriting this on the fly. Yeah, which I mean, I it could be. I mean, it's not like he's 
hasn't written scripts. So I, I, I definitely, I, I don't know if I found any specific documentation on that, but I, I, I would believe that he probably did some rewrites and stuff on it. Yeah. I, I guarantee sure. you he did. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff in here. Like, cause this movie, they've been trying to make something like this movie for a while. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, like there is there is a script written by Joe Esterhaus who wrote like uh, who wrote like Basic Instinct and uh, like Striptease and stuff like that. <laughs> um, th- there's all kinds of different crazy scripts. So, I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of rewrote a lot of this. Nice. Um, and then uh, the composer on this is a guy named uh, Trevor Jones. Um I didn't recognize his name, but you know what was really interesting? One of the things that he did, which is, I mean, maybe no one else cares about, but you and I do. Yeah. He did the uh, the Last of the Mohicans music. He did, yeah. He's a very, you know, a relatively prolific writer, uh, composer. I mean, he's written a ton of stuff. I mean, The Dark Crystal, he did, um, he did Labyrinth, he did Time Bandits with Terry Gilliam, um, a, a ton of different stuff. Uh, arachnophobia he did the music for arachnophobia Ooh, arachnophobia yeah that's a good one. um <laughs> and yeah and this main theme is something i feel like it's used to, or at one point got used a lot for like trailers and stuff because i i like i really recognized it but i wasn't like oh that's the cliffhanger music like but when i heard it i i recognize that are we gonna play a bit of it yeah i'll play some right now okay the theme from cliffhanger um yeah it's great it's like a real it sounds like a a real sweeping melody like you would hear on top of a mountain like it makes you think of being on top of a mountain <laughs> have you been on top of a lot of mountains I, I, all the time i'm constantly climbing <laughs> constantly climbing shit i'm like i had the tree outside behind my house you know the tall one i'm constantly climbing it all the time seems like seems like you but no yeah you're right the, the theme is really good like I, I immediately was recognizable to me and it, it does you're like it's a very sweeping epic theme and it, it is it good like i said i recognize it but not from this movie so who knows what else i heard it um taglines right <laughs> for these taglines I, I am i didn't look at them but i'm hoping they're as spectacular as i'm thinking they are they're okay we'll see how you feel about them first one an avalanche of thrills that's not bad actually the second one, hang on. Okay, that's all right. And then the last one, the height of adventure. See, none of those are terrible. Those are actually, <laughs> as far as like a grouping of taglines go, that's probably the best group of taglines we've had. 
Yeah, it's not bad. And I think, again, sometimes with these, you have to picture, like, they sound weird. But if you picture them, like, on the poster, like, if you picture Hang On and, like, a poster of Stallone, like, hanging from, like, a cliff yeah. or something, you know, it's like, that works. Sometimes they don't. I think sometimes the taglines just independently, when you hear them, they don't seem to work. But you have to picture them, you know, working with a poster. So, oh, yeah, totally. um, uh, okay. So that was the taglines. Um, anything specific you wanted to mention before we start getting into the plot for this film? Um, I know you tapped out all your Sega CD game stories. I did a little bit. Well, I, this thing did have a lot of like, as far as the video game itself goes, th- there were lots and lots of versions. Like this video game came out on a bunch of different platforms. Like there was one for NES, SNES, Genesis, Sega CD, Game Boy, <laughs> Game Gear. Like there was. For whatever reason, there was a a game for this on like every possible platform. Oh, wow. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, you just kind of like you got to fight the, the bad guys and you only have like a knife or a gun and you climb some mountains and in the in the Sega CD version, you you uh, snowboard. snowboard and it's like 3D like it's like a, it's like cool border style snowboarding. Let me ask you a quick question, and yes. we won't get too far into this because we're a movie podcast, but, you know, we, we talk about video games. Now, you say it's on all these platforms. Is it, like, different versions of the game on different platforms, or is it pretty much the same game, you think, across all the platforms? Um, They're, like, the, the 16-bit version, so the one on Genesis and SNES and Sega CD are pretty much the same. They're, like, okay. a... Like a like a double dragon kind of like beat him up, and then um, and then the 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 NES, the NES and the Game Gear and the Game Boy version were more were like a simplified version of it where it's just kind of like a side scrolling. You couldn't move back and forth into the screen. It's kind of like you remember remember the Game Boy game, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Game Boy game, the first yes. one. It's a lot like that. Oh. Follow the Foot Clan. Follow the Foot Clan, yeah. And then the Sega CD version added the um, snowboarding element to it. Okay, got it. Cool, 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 cool. Um, all right, movie, Cliffhanger. Starts off, gotta say, I watched it twice. The Oh, I should say, this is another one of the movies that I ended up buying because it was $2.99 to rent or $4.99 to buy, so yes. I just bought it. Agreed. What was the, <laughs> when was the first time you saw this movie? Oh yeah, we didn't talk about it. you know. You know what's funny is I this movie came out. I was twelve when it came out, so I didn't see it in theaters. But I honestly feel like I either saw this movie in your basement or Justin's basement or something like this. I watched it at somebody's house for sure. Like I don't. I, I it seems like something I would have watched at your house, but it also could have been like Justin's or something. Yeah, like this. I wouldn't I, be surprised. It was, it was probably at my house. Yeah, like I this is a movie I can. I don't have a specific memory, but I definitely can imagine that we sat in your basement. On those green swivel chairs, yeah, and watch it, yeah, down there. So, but yeah, and I hadn't seen it in a long time, but I remember liking it, and that's kind of why it was always in the back of my mind that it was like, hey, we should do that soon, we should do that, and then I finally was like, hey, let's do it. Um, but and and you you kind of touched on your your feelings about the movie already. I don't yeah. know if you have anything else to add. No, no, you're right though. I mean, this was definitely a green swivel chair basement movie. <laughs> like th- that's exactly where we watched it. Yeah, or at least that's the right. Fish tank without with the fish tank without fish in it. So yeah, it half filled with water. 
<laughs> it's still the um, same, just with even less water. <laughs> um, but anyways, the thing that I loved at the beginning of this, and I, I honestly rebound it, watched it twice, was the old uh, TriStar uh, Pictures oh, logo with the music and like the horse yep. running and then it gets the wings. This was, was the like, last movie to use that. Oh, really? Yeah. After this, they retired that logo. Oh, man, I love that logo. Like I said, uh-huh. I was like, I saw it and I was immediately like, oh, I got to watch that again. Because even the music is cool. Like, yep. it's like, yeah, it's really cool. Um, okay. So movie starts really kind of hitting the nail on the head because you get the cliffhanger title card yeah. with a picture of a guy hanging from a cliff. Yep. It's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> uh, so it turns out that guy hanging from the cliff. That is uh, Sylvester Stallone, who is Gabe in this movie. Uh, they refer to him as a rock jock, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, like, I guess that's a thing. Free so, climbers are called rock jocks? I don't know. Rock jocks, yeah. And my first question is, why is he climbing if they have a helicopter? <laughs> well, I think he's... Th- see, <laughs> that's the thing. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if maybe... They couldn't land the helicopter to get but to them. Helica- but helicopters have like ladders or ropes or something you could drop down. Yeah. The only thing I could think of is okay. it was too windy where they're at to hover, to drop okay. the rope, which is why they had to land on the other like platform across from it. But they still okay. had to have somebody on the platform where, where Michael Rooker and his lady friend were, um, but to get somebody up there, they obviously had to climb because they couldn't drop somebody off. Okay. You know what? That explanation works enough for me. I'll I take it. I think that's what it was. Um, I also have a note that says, I feel like Frank is too old to be working in a rescue helicopter. Like the pilot, Frank, he seemed pretty old to me. Like, I don't understand why he was still doing this job. I What I think is, I think he's just the only pilot they have. Okay. Because you notice nobody else can fly the helicopter. It's just Frank flying the helicopter. I think yeah, he just, you know, because there's another, there's another kind of part of this too, where you know you get old, <clears throat> old, you know, um, military pilots, they retire, mm-hmm. but then they retire and they do stuff like, you know, they'll go fly like puddle jumpers at commuter airports, or they'll fly helicopters for for rescue places or for fire departments. So right. maybe he was ex-military and retired and this is like his uh retirement job. All right. You know what you are you are really you're like we are we're not even a page into my notes and you are doing work to explain stuff for this. So I appreciate it. I'm fighting hard for this movie, Joe. <laughs> uh, okay, so they do talk about how the wind's picking up, but yeah, Michael Rooker, he was doing some climbing with his girlfriend and they're stuck, so they're going to help him get down. And like you said, they do this thing where they string this rope across from one part of the mountain to the other where the helicopter is, and they basically have to like shimmy across it. You know, they hook up the, the, the cables and they go across it. Yeah. Uh, Michael Rooker goes first, he makes it to the other side, then his girlfriend is going. But like midway through her like uh like her buckle or one of like the things well, connecting it. I want to back go up ahead. a little bit. Okay. So we should probably specify the reason why they go to rescue them is because Rooker gets hurt climbing. Now oh, yeah. this thing they're climbing on, this this rock formation looks hard as hell to climb. Like Gabe seems to be having trouble climbing it. Yeah. What is Michael Rooker doing taking this girl? Like, how did she get, she obviously, you know, is a recreational rock climber, 
whatever. Not necessarily to the level of Rooker and 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 Sylvester Stallone, but like, how right. did they get up there? Like, did he drag <laughs> her up there? I, it, yeah, you know, that's a good question because they're just up there, and you never really—they don't explain. It's like, yeah, it's it's quite clear that this is a difficult climb, and that she is nowhere near as experienced as, as those two are. So, yeah, no. it is. And then that leads me to believe, like. So then they then you're right. Then the helicopter lands. They fix the line so that they can kind of repel sort of across the gap. Yeah. And she's scared to do it. But if she's climbing this giant rock, why would she yeah. be scared to go across that line? She knows the equipment's safe. She's <laughs> been using it the entire time. Right. It's true. But is the equipment safe? Because her harness breaks it's midway not, through. Nope. Yep. So she's hanging there. And here's where I get confused because she's hanging. The harness is breaking. Stallone makes the decision to go out in the line to try and get her. And Michael Rooker is upset by this. And he, but like, I'm like, what's the alternative to him going out there and trying to save her? Like, what was the other thing that they're going to do if that harness is breaking and she's going to fall? Oh, like, he was going to send Rooker was going to take off his harness and send it down to her so she could grab onto that harness. Okay. So, okay. Th- because his Rooker's thought is, Sylvester Stallone's going to get out there. His weight is going to be too much for the line, and it might cause the line to swing, which would then cause her to drop faster, cause her to let go. Got it. Got it. Well, anyway, Stallone goes out there, and he gets her, and he's trying to save her, and he's, like, holding on to her, but he can't. Like, she can't. I don't know why he doesn't. um, Reach his other hand down? Yeah, why why doesn't he use his other hand? He's, like, holding on to the line, but he's clipped onto the line, so why didn't he? Why is he going to hold on to the line with a hand if he's clipped to it? I don't know. I have no (laughs) idea. Like, if the choice is let go and trust the harness to save her life or hold on to the line to save my own life and then maybe not catch her, I'm going to try and get her and let go of the line. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know if I would in this situation, but Stallone's character, you think you would. Right. right? You think he just kind of do whatever it is he needs to do. So anyway, so he doesn't save her. She falls. Uh, you're like the glove slips out of his hand or whatever. She falls. Um, pretty horrifying because they show oh, her yeah. screaming for a while. Um, and then we cut to uh, eight months later. Yep. Right. Um, we're we're at the Denver Mint, the Lucky Denver Mint. Um, they're uh, getting to. Well, you remember that song? Yeah, I know. I missed. It's a good. It's an interesting pull. Go ahead. Um, so they're they're getting ready for the shipment of uh, to send a shipment of thousand dollar bills. Yeah, I guess the myth- mythical thousand dollar bills that they need. Like the explanation for why these things exist yeah. is bananas. And I don't even think I, I caught it quite. Can you, do you remember what it is? Or they had to put them in circulation for some no, reason. They, they're, or... they're uncirculated. So I guess like <laughs> the only reason why they have them is when they're doing like large money transfers and for some reason they have to physically move money <laughs> that it's easier to move thousand dollar bills that are not in circulation than it would be to move like a lot of hundred dollar bills. Cause they're moving, they're moving $100 million, like physical cash, $100 million from one yeah. place to another. And I don't know why they can just like wire the money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, did you see the funny thing in that, that I read this? And they said that the Denver Mint, they don't actually, it doesn't actually, it only produces coins. Yeah. It doesn't like, it doesn't make bills. And they said that if a hundred, 
a hundred million in coin would weigh two thousand five hundred tons. Wow. <laughs> so so yeah, so they're moving this money. I, I think they're flying it from Colorado to San Francisco or something yeah, I like think that. So. Uh, and there's treasure agents, and there's is it, is it an FBI guy? He's like, there's like an FBI guy, and they're like, hey, he's gonna catch a ride on this plane because he's going out there for like his whatever for a new post for or whatever. Yeah. So for something, right? Okay. So uh, we cut back to uh, Sylvester Stallone, Gabe. He's coming back into town after being gone for eight months. He runs into those stoner guys or whatever you want to call them, Brett and Evan. They're like really excited to see him. They chase him down on the road. I was like, what? What are, what are these characters and why are they there? I don't know. But anyways, um, Gabe has been working in Denver all this time. Um, he goes to see Jesse, who is um, the um, what's her name? I can't think of the yet. Janine Turner's character. Um, she's really pissed that he left. Uh, he's feeling a lot of guilt over, uh, Michael Rooker's girlfriend, Sarah's death. Um, and he's like, Hey, I didn't come back to stay. I came back cause I want you to come with me cause I love you. But she's like, uh, no, I don't want to go with you. It's basically what she says. Yeah. Because, uh, um, she still wants to live her life and he's the one who wants to kind of run away from it. Right. Uh, my next note says, why is Frank not retired? But you already answered that question for I did. me. So I, won't, I, I did answer I that question not. for you because I have all the answers. I won't belabor that point. Uh, so the Treasury plane is being tracked. Um, they notice the FBI guy notices like a plane like flying to the side of it. And it turns out that the main Treasury agent is bad. Like he, he's hijacking the flight. And Bruce McGill gets killed. And I was like, Bruce McGill's dead? Like... Why is he even in this movie? Yeah, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, <laughs> I really don't know why he, I, I yeah, I don't get it. Because it's a very small role. He has very few lines. And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe he's going to be working. He's going to be one of the bad guys or, or something. And it's like, no, he just gets shot and he's dead. You know, um, and that was the part I was kind of confused at at first. I couldn't tell who, like, was in on it. I yeah. thought like it seemed like they were all in on it and yeah. only the and FBI it, guy wasn't right. Yeah. I thought that too. When he, when he was like, I thought they were all going to turn their guns on him. Yeah. But then it was like, no, then he just shoots all three of them. So, and then it turns out that the actual pilot is in on it too. Cause the pilot uh, shoots like the co-pilot in yeah. the head. Um, uh, so um, they, they do this crazy thing where they're like, John Lithgow's crew is in the smaller plane and they run like a line between the two. And it's very similar of the end of uh, Air Force One where they're like, yeah, the people are going between. Except they're sending the uh, the cases between the two planes, the cases of these thousand dollar bills. But it turns out like that FBI agent, he like wasn't dead and he like shoots the pilot and like the bomb that they had set to blow up the treasure plane goes off and all the cases fall. Like they don't get onto John Lithgow's plane. They fall um, and then the, the um, John Lithgow plane actually crashes too because the FBI guy, I think he gets some shots off into the. Um, yeah, the, the, I think, the, yeah, the he cockpit. shoots the he shoots the one of the engines too. I think. Yeah, so it ends up it ends up crashing. Um, they call for help. They and they they get Rocky Mountain Rescue. Yep. Uh, and they t- they talk to uh, Michael Rooker, uh, and he's going to go up and help them. This is where like uh, Jesse tries to tell uh, Sylvester Stallone. She's like, "Hey, you should go help Gabe with this. You know, at this climb, if you go this way, you can meet up with them." And he he says he's not going to do it, but I can't remember what changes his mind because he does do it, right? 
Yeah. Um, I think it was because the weather was getting ready to turn. And he wanted to just make sure that everything was safe since okay. he was here. Okay. Got it. So at this point, the FBI is like kind of talking to the Treasury Department about the hijacking. We're told that John Lithgow's character is uh, Quaylen, who's a former member of military intelligence. He's apparently gone rogue or something and decided it's more profitable to be a bad guy. I think that's kind of his his M.O., if you will. Yeah. Yeah. But but he's an American agent with an English accent, (laughs) which is very strange to me. And I don't like I don't understand why he had to have. The British accent. Because he's not... Jonathan's not British. <laughs> You're the guy with the answers. You're the guy with the answers. I don't have this answer. I will say this, though. John Lithgow is pretty great in this movie. Yeah. No, I like him in this movie. I think everybody um, actually is pretty great in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say that. I think everyone's acting is, is pretty good in this. Um, so the bad guys capture Gabe and Hal um, when they go to the plane to do this rescue. Um, and they're like, they have a thing to track the cases. So they're like, Hey, we want you to take us to all these cases. Cause you know, the mountains well. Um, so that's what they're going to do. Or they're going to kill you. I don't so, get why they have this tracker. Oh, I'm not sure either. No. And it's like, like it's, the, it's the bulkiest like thing ever. And it's like the reason why they have to keep the treasury agent around is like, Oh, there's like an encryption on it. that like changes like every, yeah couple of seconds and like it's very very heavy and he, ma- he managed to memorize all of the 1500 combinations and right. the sequence like it, it makes no sense and also like when the fbi and the treasury are going out to try shouldn't they be able to track these cases too like they're out in the helicopter yeah. flying around trying to find the plane crash why couldn't they just track the cases themselves i don't know it's like they had one tracker and the one tracker was only going to work with those three particular cases. And that's all they had. I, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, like I, there, there's a lot of good stuff in this movie, but kind of like my main point and it, and it kind of like begins to illustrate. So they get to the first case and they're like, they're like, they want, it's on like a ledge and they want Stallone to go get it. But like, they're like, well, no, you can't take any of your equipment with you. Like, you can't take your axe, and you can't take, like, your rock bolt gun, and you got to take off your jacket. And it's like, why? Why do they make him do all this stuff? Like, if you want him to help you and get these cases, like, just let him take the stuff that he needs to do it. Like, I feel like the bad guys in this don't think out their plan and are very impatient. If they would just, like, played it a little bit cooler, like, they probably could have gotten away with this. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, yeah, I just, I don't get it. I, I, I think, I mean, I get it because they want to have Stallone out there without him. So he has to do, like, he's really cold and he's got to do all this climbing without his equipment. So it's like for the movie, like, they want him not to have this. So he has to do it all, like, you know, free solo, all this stuff. Sure. Like, just as a, as a function of the plot for the bad guys, it's like, all right, well, like, I guess you're supposed to believe that they didn't want him to have that stuff so they couldn't, he couldn't use it to attack them, like the axe and the gun and stuff like that, but I don't know. So anyways, he gets up there. Uh, and again, this is another thing. Immediately, he gets up there, he finds the case, he opens it, and immediately, like, Quaylet's like, oh, we don't need both of them. Kill him. Why not wait till he brings the case down? Like, why didn't he say that? Because then Michael Rooker hears this and he warns him. And they start shooting at uh, Stallone, and it causes an avalanche, and it takes the case down, so they lose the first case of money. 
uh, and they think uh, the uh, Stallone's dead. But it's like, why did you, if you were going to kill him, wait till he brings the case down, right? Yeah. You, you, <laughs> or, you know, you got one case. You want to get the other cases. Kill them both at the end. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, and I do have a note here that says the bad guys are really making this hard on themselves, like harder than it should be. Because, anyways, what, so what, uh, what if one of them falls and dies trying to climb to get a case? You got a backup then. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like I said, if they would have just been like, "Hey, we'll keep you around, then we'll get it, then we'll kill you," or whatever. But the fact that like he hadn't even brought the case down and he's like, "Ah, kill him." What? Um, so anyways, at this point, Jesse decides, you know, she, they, she's been trying to reach Hal on the radio and he's not answering. Uh, so she decides she's going to climb the mountain and find him. Um, it turns out that, uh, Gabe, he survived. He goes to like this, I don't know, some building at the top of the mountain, like a station or I don't know what it is. It's supposed to um, be like, um, I don't know exactly what it is. I, I think it's it's supposed to be just like a like a rest station for climbers and hikers and stuff in case they get caught in the storm. Okay. But I don't understand why they have that glass case filled with like old equipment. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I get, it's very confusing because he ends up meeting Jesse there, kind of tells her what's going on. Uh, he gets like equipment and a, and a sweater from that case that you talked about. Um, and they're like, all right, we're going to go after the cases. They find the second case. They take the money out of it. Uh, they leave that note that says want to trade. Um, and then like, there's the bad guy, uh, the guy with night vision goggles, which here's my question for you. Why did Quaylen's crew, they, why did they have like all this winter gear and why did they have night vision goggles? And like, presumably they didn't think they were going to be going around the mountains. They were on a plane. So like, Maybe they had jackets because it was cold when they got on, but why did they happen to have night vision goggles with them? I don't know. And why do they have the tracker, for that matter? Well, that's true, too. It's it's very confusing. But uh, Stallone, like, fights with the night vision goggle guy. They, they, like, slide down the mountain and they're fighting. Like, I kind of like that visual. Yeah, that, that was kind of cool. He's, he's, he's uh, slamming his head into the ground. Yeah, and like they go toward a cliff, and he like uh, he has the the climbing axe, and he like jams it to the side, and the night vision guy just goes flying off the, yep. the mountain and dies. Um, uh, we get a quick shot of those stoner guys; they're hanging out in a tent because the weather's rough. Weather's rough, man. <laughs> and then and then we get like Stallone and uh, Janine Turner, and they're sitting there. They made a fire, and they're burning the money. And Stallone's like, "Oh, it cost a fortune to heat this place." <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't bad. That was a pretty good Stallone. Oh, was it? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, um, so, and that, like the, I, the treasury agent guy, the bad treasure, he's my like least favorite character in this movie because he's constantly like flipping out and just like yelling and like, 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 a, like again, if the bad guys in this movie would just play it like a little bit calmer, they probably would have gotten away with their plans because they run into the stoner guys and like Michael Rooker's like, let me talk to him. Just let me go up to him and like, but, like, as soon as it gets close to them, they start, like, opening fire on the yeah. stoner guys. Yeah, I mean, and the stoner guys gave them an out. It's like, have fun escorting these uh, guys across the mountain. And yeah. that would have been it. They would have just left. Yeah. So they, like, they they kill the one, but the other one, like, makes it off the mountain. Because they, they're parachuting off the mountain. They're, like, free jumping. So he has yeah. his parachute and he makes it off. Which, by the way, I guess I didn't realize this, but his parachute is the finished flag. Yeah. Which is a nod because Rennie Harlan is apparently finished, I That's guess. That's correct, yes. So, okay. 
So meanwhile, Gabe and Jesse, they're working their way to the uh, next case. I do like that they climb up that like tight like like crevice. It's really slick, and they yeah. have to go like straight up. Like I like that. I like that climb a lot. Um, they get to the top, and it's full of bats. Yes, and and she freaks out. Did you read that uh, that originally they were going to do it with uh, real bats? Uh huh. Like. Like, but like both Stallone and Janine Turner were like freaked out and wouldn't do it with the real bats. So they ended up having to uh, do it all like afterwards with like effects and stuff. Yeah, which it looked pretty good. Yeah, you know what? I it was thinking that bad. too. When I, when I read that, I'm like, that, I thought it was, I thought it was actual bats. Yeah, you know? I, it looked, I thought it looked great. Yeah, I thought it looked pretty good. Um, okay, so Frank, old man Frank's out in the chopper. He's looking for them. Um, he lands and he finds the stoner that made it off the mountain. Who's like caught in a tree and there's these, uh, these wolves that are trying to eat him. Yeah. But Frank saves him. Um, uh, so sorry. Now I'm all confused. The treasury guys there, this the, the treasury boss, the guy that you mentioned, yep. he's flying around with the FBI in the helicopter. They're trying to find the cases, but apparently they don't have the uh, tracker for some reason or another. Um, I like the part where uh, they figure out that uh, Stallone's in that cave because they have the bad guy waiting for him. I think it's Leon's waiting for it him. It is Leon. Well, I, like, I don't get why he'd know exactly where to be to wait for them. Well, no, it was. I think it was just accidental because he thought they thought that they were coming up behind him, so he was waiting. But then he happened to come up through that hole in the cave. You know, like he wasn't waiting right by the cave. He like heard him coming up. He was like oh, waiting. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. Him. Yes. So, so uh, he um, he slashes them with the axe, which is pretty yeah. sweet. Um, but he kind of shrugs it off. Um, but anyways, so he follows him down into the cave. He beats up Stallone pretty good. I was yeah. surprised. Yeah, kicks hurt. his ass. Yeah, but then uh, then Stallone picks him up and slams oh, him into a um, stalag. Slight tight, slight yeah, slight tight. Here's my idea. Here, here's so he's been Stallone at this point has been trudging all over this mountain for yeah. twenty four hours, probably. Yeah, with very little food, mm-hmm. just a ratty old sweater that he got from that camp place, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then he picks up presumably a 250 because Leon's tall. <laughs> Leon's probably 250 conservatively. Yeah. He gorilla presses him <laughs> through his back into a stalactite, like all yeah. the way through his body, <laughs> over his head, like yeah. <laughs> ultimate war, warrior style, like up into the stalagmite, stalactite, and, and, and kills him. There is no way he'd be he'd be so dead tired <laughs> and out of energy and cold and and non functioning. There's no way he'd be able to do that. Well, it's funny too because like in this movie, like Stallone, he's just like a, a mountain climber. Like when I was talking with a former uh, former guest of the podcast, Corey, about this, and he's like, "Yeah, isn't like Stallone in the movie? He's like former military," and I'm like, "No." no. Like he's he's just a he's just a mountain climber, a big muscular mountain climber. He's That's essentially it. uh he's essentially, you know, Evan the mountain climber just with the job. <laughs> um so anyways, yeah, so he 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 slams him into the ceiling and it's pretty sweet. Um John Lithgow uh and his uh his lady friend who's part of his crew, they're just gonna blow up the game and trap him in there. But um I think uh, Roker, Roker gets on the radio maybe and is able to tell him because yeah. uh, Stallone has the bad guy's radio. 
Um, so they're able to get out and escape the blast. I kind of like that scene where they're trying to swing yes. from one part of the mountain and the ropes like breaking because they have like an old ratty rope. Yep. And that was that was that was really cool. Um, so uh, poor Frank. Oh, Frank. <laughs> they, tri- they they trick him in the landing the helicopter, uh, and he goes out to see the lady who's pretending to be hurt. And I don't think they're planning on killing him, but then the one bad guy ends up just like just shooting, shooting him. Like this shoots him like a lot. Quinn yeah. has no control over his band of mercenaries. Oh yeah, his crew is like completely like yeah, you're right. He's like the worst leader ever. They just do whatever they want. Um so uh Stallone and Janine Turner, they're trying to catch up. I don't they they, they rig that bridge to explode, which is like they, they don't hint at that at all, but like they almost get to the other side of this like bridge between two yeah. parts of the mountain and they realize there's the bomb so they have to like run back and the bomb blows and i think stallone's like hanging, from, hanging the bridge. from the bridge yeah yeah that's pretty cool looking um so then like <laughs> that crazy part where like him and the treasure agent are arguing and stuff like that and he just like straight up murders the pilot lady because like He's like, yeah, he's like, well, now we have to work together because I'm the only one that can fly the helicopter. <laughs> I like I don't get why I don't like I don't I don't understand that. Like well, he he can't they need each other. They have no choice but to work together. One's not gonna leave they're not gonna leave him on the on on the mountain. Like the treasury guy can't get away because he's on the mountain and he needs a helicopter pilot. Well, I mean, maybe he was thinking he's like, well, if I can, I can kill John Lithgow, and then I can just make the uh, the lady she knows how to fly, and like force her to help me, like you know, by gunpoint or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't buy know. it. I don't buy <laughs> it. So then, uh, worst <laughs> criminals ever. So uh, Rucker gets in a fight. He's getting beat up by the guy that killed Frank. Yeah, and this like you get this weird thing where you find out that this dude just loves soccer. He's just talking about soccer a lot. He's like keeps kicking him and like talking like he's like announcing like a soccer. Well, game. apparently he played soccer. He was a pro yeah. soccer player that you know has gone on to mercenary work, as as one does. Um, so, but I, I really, I, I really enjoyed that because he, he stabs him first because he had, he had put Frank's knife, so he stabs him, and then like he grabs the shotgun from the guy, shoots him in the chest, and like throws him over the side of the cliff behind him. And do you remember what he yells? Oh, I don't remember. Season's over, asshole. That's right, man. <laughs> Rooker is great in this movie. I don't know if I've ever seen Rooker not be great in something. Yeah, no, um, Michael Rooker is great. I mean, yeah, he is really good in this movie. Like, I really, I really like, like, and, and it's like, for, for whatever this movie is, I mean, it's not heavy on right. character growth, but I do like the fact that, like, he's kind of really hates Stallone and, like, he's really mad at him. But then, like, as it goes on, you know, you realize that, like, he still cares about him and they're still friends and, yep. like, by the end, he's like actively trying to save him, and I kind of like the little journey that they go on. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, um, but anyway, so uh, Stallone, Stallone put the tracker for the third case on a rabbit. Which did you read the thing about the rabbit? No. See, so I guess in the initial cut of the movie, hold on, uh, the rabbit actually got killed. Okay. Um, but they showed it in the test screening and that it got like such a poor reaction from the audience that this money died that Stallone like paid a hundred thousand dollars of his own money to reshoot the scene. So the rabbit escapes and doesn't get killed. 
<laughs> because they, because when they test screened it, there was such a terrible reaction to it. So he, wow. I guess maybe the, the studio didn't want to pay for it, so he paid his own money to fix it. So. That's craziness. Um, <laughs> um, so like, and then like Travers, who's the crazy treasure agent, he ends up like talking on the radio, uh, in the, to, like to Quaylen and like the actual treasury guys hear this. So they're like, Oh, we know where to go now. And they basically, cause he's like, he's like losing his mind. I guess. I, I don't know what's going on at this point. He's really furious. And then he decides that he's going to try and kill Stallone. So he like, go, he like shoots him like in the side, I think. Yeah. He wins um, him. Yeah. And also, so at this point, this part seemed crazy to me too. So Jesse thinks that the helicopter is Frank, right? Yeah. So she's like, she's flagging it down, but like John Lithgow is in the helicopter and he somehow captures her. But I'm like, how does that work? Because he's in a helicopter flying it and she's on the ground. So like, I know he has a gun, but still like, how does he capture her? I don't know. Like he he holds the gun up to the glass, right? And points yeah. it at her. Like he's not like she he's not gonna hit her. And I feel like, yeah, she could have run off and easily outmaneuvered the helicopter. Oh, one hundred percent. Like yeah, I don't I don't understand it either. And, and he's gotta sure. land the helicopter while still pointing the gun at her. Like at any point she could have taken off. Yeah. So we go back to uh Travers, the treasure agent tracking Stallone. Um, and they're like this weird thing where it's like kind of like a bridge over a river and like Stallone's hiding under it and he like yeah. pulls him. But then like Stallone falls through the ice and he's stuck under the ice. And there's that really it's really cool because you like see him under the yeah. ice and Travers, uh, the treasury agent is about to shoot him. But Stallone busts out that um, the bolt gun, the bolt gun, which I guess isn't a real thing or it doesn't no. work the way that they make it seem like in the movie. And he shoots him through the ice with the uh, with the bolts, which I, I, I really kind of like that. Um, so then, uh, he finds out that, uh, Lithgow has, uh, Jesse and he's got the last little bit of money, uh, in his bag. So he's like, Hey, you let her go and I'll give you the money. So John Lithgow flies over. He lets her go. He flies back. He's like, Hey, give me the money now. But, uh, Stallone takes the bag and throws it into the propeller of the yeah, helicopter. Like, Lithgow's an idiot. <laughs> he's so dumb. Like, Get out of the helicopter. Yeah. Land the helicopter. Get out of the helicopter. Hold Janine at gunpoint and force Stallone to come over. Yeah. He played it completely wrong. Totally wrong. <laughs> so then, okay, help me figure this out. The, the, the helicopter, like Stallone's hanging on like a ladder, but part of the helicopter gets caught on the ladder or I don't, I was confused by this. My notes aren't very clear. I have helicopter wench hooked to ladder. Yeah. So, so th- th- there is the helicopter winch that they pulled down. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's these ladders that are connected to the mountain to help climbers get, you know, up into different parts of the mountain. So Stallone is jumps down. Right. And he's going to, he's going to hook that winch onto the ladder to try and stop the helicopter from taking off. Okay. But in doing so, he actually grabs onto the ladder as well. And so the helicopter still takes off and starts to pull the ladder off the mountain. Okay. And then it gets, then it ends up like the helicopter ends up crashing. Right? Yes. And it's like hanging from the mountain. Um, cause, cause Hale shoots the helicopter and that's why it crashes. But yes. it's hanging. It's hanging because it's still caught to the ladder. Right, which so, is ridiculous. Uh, that 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 the, <laughs> the that the ladder is holding the weight of the helicopter. 
So him and Stallone fight on the uh, top of the helicopter, which is like you underside the helicopter. The helicopter is upside down. Yeah, I'm sorry. They're on the bottom part of the the helicopter. Yeah, Yeah, they're fighting, uh, which I mean, you wouldn't think. I mean, Lithgow makes a decent uh, fight of it. But um, so uh, he ends up getting trapped in it or whatever. and, And like, I can't remember exactly what happens. All I know is that like he ends up falling in the helicopter as it crashes to the mountain. And Stallone yells at him to keep his arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times. He screams that it crashes and blows up. Uh, and then the Treasury FBI group, they show up. Yeah, they, they're like, they fly by the mountain. Stallone and 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 Rooker and Janine Turner are on the top of the mountain. And yeah. the Treasury guys are like, who are you? Oh, we're Rocky yeah. Mountain Rescue. Okay, well, we'll send somebody to pick you up in a minute. And I, I think they're kind of like, where's Quaylen? They're like, they're like, oh, he's down that way. And they're like, good. Yeah, and then that's it. Movie's over. Yeah, like, that's the end of the movie. That's I it. Was, I was like, there's. I honestly was like, oh, there's got to be at least one more wrap up scene or something. But it was like, no, that's just it. Like we pan off and we hear the the, the cliffhanger theme, and that's it. That's the end. Yeah, there's there is no dismount. Like it's not even <laughs> no. a poor dismount. There's no dismount for this thing. Just like, just like it's over. Sorry. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> we ran out of money. You, uh, we don't get any more of an ending than that. But yeah, so that's that's the end of uh, Cliffhanger. Did you see that they uh, were planning to make a sequel to this movie? I did. Um, in 1994, and it was going to be Stallone playing the same character. It was going to be called The Dam. Uh-huh. And it was basically sounded like it was like Die Hard that took place in a dam. Like yeah. there was a dam being held I think hostage. It was and at he had the Hoover Dam. Yeah. And he had and he he had to like rescue people. Terrorists who take over the Hoover Dam. But it's like, I just like, so the sequel about a guy whose main thing is that he can climb mountains, the sequel is going to be him, like, rescuing people at a dam? Like, I don't I guess he's going like, to climb the dam? Like, I like I mean, it seemed to be his main skills were his climbing abilities. So, like, I, just, I don't see how that translates to him being able to uh, save people at a dam. But. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't understand it. Um, but they didn't end up making it, uh, as you can believe. Um, I did find it interesting that they said that uh, that most of because like all the the stuntmen, all the people that did the climbing, I guess were all like famous like mountain climbers and stuff yes. like that. Uh, and that like they actually did most of like the climbing scenes like without safety lines and stuff like that because like Rennie Harlan like was like ah, I don't want to see the lines, so they actually were doing some of this climbing climbing and stuff like that on these mountains without safety lines. Which yeah, is crazy. The, the opening scene where he's free climbing. And he's hanging upside down under that rock. That's all that 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 free climber. What's his name? Uh, I have it here. I had it here. Yeah, I used to. I, I, I read it. I, yeah, which is which is crazy to me that like, but you know. Um, oh, let me ask you this: What do you think? Uh, do you have a Do you have a guess at what the body count of this movie is? Um, let's see. It's got to be less than 15. Okay. So I'll say, yeah. let's see, one, two, three, four, seven, nine. Um, according to the Internet Movie Database, it is 17. 17 people? Well, the lady oh, at the beginning. You're right. And then all the guys on the plane. The, 
uh, one, two, five people on the plane. Yep. So we're already up to six. Everyone in Quaylen's party, which is like another like six, probably. So I think six or seven. Yeah. One of one of the cliff jumpers, Frank. Yep. I think it. I think it's accurate. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> um, anything else that you had? Oh, is there any role reversals for this? Well, as a matter of fact, um, <laughs> so originally, Rennie Harlan wanted David Bowie to play Quaylen. I saw that. That was wild. Like David Bowie. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't get that. And um, Christopher Walken was cast as Quaylen. Uh, but as they started to film, he dropped out. Oh, and so I can they see had to him. get Lithgow at the last minute with like two weeks, two weeks before shooting started. I can see, I can see, uh, I think Walken would have been, I think he would have been okay in this too. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I love Lithgow in it, but I think, I think Walken could have done it as well. Yep. And the only, only other one was uh, for Jesse, they had Dana Delaney. Okay. But All right. Would have been fine. Yeah, would have been fine. Would have been fine. Um, anything else that you have on your mind before we get into our ratings on this? So the video game. No. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a snowboarding scene. So there's a snowboarding scene. No, I'm good. That's everything I have for this. All right. Want to rate it then? Sure. Here we go. All right. All right. Well. As the guest of the show, you get to pick who wants to go first. <laughs> um, I'll go first, actually. I'll go first. Um, you know, I really enjoyed this. Um, I had not seen it in a while. I, 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 You know what? I don't think overall I've seen it a ton of times. This might have been like my third or fourth time seeing it. But I had a lot of fun with this movie. I mean, it, it, there are some problems with it when we, we discuss this. But I mean, as far as just like being an action movie, like the performances are good. I really like Lithgow. The scenery and the stunts and stuff are really cool. And some of it's really kind of inventive and stuff you don't normally see. They really take, you know, they really use the mountain as a character and use it for the different stunts and stuff. And um, yeah, it's not super long. And, it you know, it was kind of fun. I, I, I really did enjoy this. And I think it's, you know, an interesting version of an action movie using, you know, mountain climbing is kind of the setting. I'm actually going to give this uh, four machine guns. Four wow. machine guns. Right? Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I think you're right as far as, you know, they had other movies that were kind of like K2. And what was that one with? Um, Vertical Limit. Vertical Limit was like another kind of like mountain climbing adventure movie, action movie. But like, I don't remember seeing anything really like this. Like this is, it's kind of singular as far as, as far as action movies go. I mean, there's lots of, there's lots of, you know, die hard on a bus or die hard on a boat, or die hard on a yeah. plane. There's or die hard, you know, in a building, you know, there's a lot yeah. of that, but there's not really a lot of, you know, action movies on a mountain where mountain climbing is the thing. Um, yeah. So this is, I think really unique. Uh, and it is, it was, it was well shot. Like the movie looks good. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, the, 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 the performances are, are good. Uh, I think Rooker's great in this, um, mm-hmm. overall, you know, it's an action movie, so there's going to be some weirdness to it. Some dumb plot points. Um, I don't know that I'm going to go as high as you. I'm going to go three and a half machine guns, uh, but yeah. I do definitely like the movie and I think people should go and see it. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those ones I think. 
you know, when we do this podcast, we kind of, you know, I, I think we'd like to circulate through and, and kind of do all touched on all different bases sure. of action movies. But I think this is one of those good touchstone, like classic, like action movies that everyone should see if you're looking to see an action, straight up action movie that like a hundred percent fits in the genre and is that's what it is. Like, I think this is a good example of it. And one that, you know, some of them get a little ridiculous and they're not, but this one is, I think this one's a lot of fun. And I think, I think it's something that people should seek out and check out if they haven't seen before. Yeah, I agree. Um, this is definitely, um, I think over time, this movie's become more appreciated. Yeah. I think it was a lot. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm surprised that they never, that the sequel, that they never, I mean, like, I, the sequel that they planned is weird, but I'm surprised, given how successful it was, that they never got around to making some kind of sequel to it. But I guess, yeah. like, how do you, I guess the problem is, like, the, it, like we said, it is kind of, like, such an interesting setting and, like, um, kind of situation. Like, how do you, how do you get him in a situation like that again, where mountain climbing is such the focus, you know, like, I think it, maybe that's the problem is that it's hard to think of a way to get this character in another situation where it's like, well, I got to climb this mountain again, you know, yeah. like, well, you know, I guess you don't, they don't really give you any backstory to him. You, they don't yeah. really give you any backstory to any of the characters. So you don't no, know what his background is. You don't know. Maybe he was military. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe he was like a, like a, a, a an army like a ranger, like mountain climber, like part of the mountain climbing division or whatever they want yeah. to call them. You know, that's true. Maybe that's where where you branch off and make a sequel. You know, I don't know. There's really no. There's character development in the movie, but it has nothing to do with where the characters were. It has everything to do with like what happened in that time frame that the movie takes place. That's the only character right. development there is. I'm surprised that this one. This seems like a movie that would be right for like a modern like like remake. You know, well like, there is they they were working on it. Um, oh really? Yeah, remake was kind of announced. It's uh, in 2015. Um, Stallone said he would love to do a sequel, uh, but they don't think that'll ever happen. And then in 2019, a female-fronted cliffhanger reboot was announced. Uh, okay. Sasha Penn is writing it, and it's going to be directed by Anna Lily uh, Amapor, with uh, Jason Momoa in talks to cameo. Oh. Whatever that huh. means. So apparently oh. in 2019, they announced some kind of reboot. Oh, well, that makes sense. Like I said, I feel like this is a movie like I, I could see them rebooting this and making a version of it. So, um, sure. yeah, but overall, yeah, I, I this is one that I enjoyed. I had to say, like I said, I, I, I hadn't watched in a while and I was happy to. And it's one that I don't I'm not like I'm like, hey, now that I own it, I'll probably go back and revisit it. You know, yeah, like, I think I'll watch it again, too. I own it as well. And, yeah, I'll probably go back and watch it at some point. So cool. All right. Well, hey, uh, as as a guest on the show, LBJ, is there anything you want to plug? Well, uh, I'd like to plug uh, <laughs> I like to plug my other appearances on this podcast. Um, there have been yeah, it several. Seems like, on, seems like you're on almost every week. I am. Yeah, I, I would say I'm probably the most frequent guest on the show. Um, yeah. You're sometimes on when I'm not even on. Yeah, it's weird. Like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I do the show by myself. It feels like. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, also, uh, I'm on uh, Noobs and Dragons, which is on Wednesdays on GameZilla Media uh, with me and, and Matrick and Craig, who is a frequent guest in the show. Uh, not yeah. as frequent as me, but still he's on the not show. As, not as frequent as you. He's one of our James Bond boys, though. So. 
Yeah, James Bond boys, is that what we're calling them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. B-O-I-Z, though, James Bond boys. Okay. Um, I'll let them know. We got to get the Bond boys back together again soon. Yeah, you know, when when, uh, No Time to Die finally comes out, We'll probably yeah, it's coming it. out. It's coming out in November. Mm, I'll believe that when I see it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then you know you can check out our other other shows. We got the Gamezilla podcast on Tuesdays. We got you know us on Mondays. You got Noiseland Arcade, Legend of Retro. Um, you could check out Grim, who streams for us, and uh, we got all kinds of stuff. So check us out, GameZillaMedia.com. Um, and, and if you hey. like. Yeah. You can help us out on Patreon. Mm-hmm. You want to tell us about Patreon? Yeah, I mean there's 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 two levels you can help us out at. There's a there's a dollar level uh in which you get you get access to there's a there's a, a state of the Zilla, which is a special episode that comes out uh once a month and that's kind of just on whatever whatever you can think of. There's there's all kinds of topics, just people from all different shows just getting together to talk about stuff and you get access to that at the one dollar level. Um, if you contribute five dollars, you every every show in the network they have they have a, a bonus show. You're going to get an extra show every month. Uh, us, we put out the uh, post credit scene once a month where we, you know, we talk about individual movies. But uh, on the Patreon special, we get into kind of just you know larger movie topics and genres and stuff like that. And it's kind of you know more off the cuff and it's a, it's a lot of fun. But but all the shows on the network have something that a special bonus show you can get if you're you're at that five dollar tier. So. Uh, and we appreciate any of the support that you can give us, and um, it really helps out a lot. Absolutely. So thank you, patrons. Um, yeah. Joe, as a guest of the show, would you like to plug anything? Uh, I would just say, yeah, as, as a guest guest of the show, I would say, you know, check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram, you know, give us a follow, give us a like, you know, if you if you really like the podcast and you enjoy what we're doing, you know, maybe leave us a review on, on you know, your podcast uh, format of choice, iTunes or whatever you're listening to us on. Give us give us a give us a review. Give us a star rating. Let us know, you know, and as always, like we always say, if there's something you want us to cover, hit us up on one of these formats and you know, let us know. Yeah. Discord. You can join the Discord. Leave us a message on Facebook and Instagram if there's a movie you'd like us to cover. Because we're always, you know, looking for movies to cover. And it's like, if it's left up to me and LBJ, we'll literally just do, like, superhero movies and Jean-Claude Van Damme movies every other week. <laughs> so we we need help sometimes picking out movies. So, um, but yeah, no, we, we, we appreciate all the support. And it, it's always great to hear from people who listen to, to us and enjoy the podcast because that's, you know, one of the main reasons we do it. We have a lot of fun doing, but it's also great to hear that other people enjoy it. So absolutely. Well, that said, this episode of the last action podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back.